0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Track another, back. another one. Ah, what have you
1: done? <laughs> you know he can't start intro midway. Oh God, I can't. Once I'm going, it's going. Well, now you're gonna have to do it. Welcome to our review of Thor Two: The Dark World. Just Thor: The Dark World. Oh, fuck you. No,
2: it's a, no. I think Iron Man's the only one who has the numbers. Is it really? He gets the numbers because he's all about
1: maths. <laughs> <laughs>
0: See, we've gone too far. You can't redo it, George. Sorry, we're done. We're done. So we're here yeah. for Thor: The Dark World with the boys, Connor, hello, and Benny. Hi there. And uh, we have our Thor one review up right now. So if you haven't checked that out, go check that out. It's a doozy. But now, in anticipation for Thor: Ragnarok, we are reviewing Thor: mm. The Dark World as well. And uh, I, I it was, it's been fun revisiting these films. Um, Thor: yeah. The Dark World, twenty thirteen. Film. Um, they're game. not.
2: They're not the Marvel movies you generally go back to.
0: Yeah, it's kind of an. It's,
1: kind of kind of it's kind of an odd. It's kind of its own corner of yeah. the MCU. These are the films that they use to set shit up and like create the the layers for which they were going to build on yeah. before. So you I, really I would say the
2: complete opposite. These are the films that do not build into the other big movies like the Avengers and stuff. These are really off in
1: their own world. I feel like well, Thor One was an introductory movie. Like it, it brought to you the backstory for Asgard and the realms and. Um. That So it, I I feel like it is very much expanding the universe and kind of laying the foundations.
2: Yeah, yeah, but just not, in terms of the big through line of the MCU, they're not, not, okay, yeah, not yeah, as, yeah. as relevant they're, necessarily I, I, I as other films. Yeah. They're not
1: making too much of an effect. Although having said that, again, it... it, it All right. And yeah, anyway, sorry. Um, I I don't necessarily agree with you, but we'll leave it at that. Um, I think
0: the first thing that I really want to talk about is I watched these films in quite quick succession from mm. each other. I think the first thing that became so Interesting and something that I haven't really thought about before was this doesn't directly start where Thor One ends. You have Avengers and this and that in between. Mm. Mm. And it's not like putting on Spider-Man and then Spider-Man 2. It's you've got some stuff in between that happens and it's Mm. definitely not a direct sequel. And it was, really, it really interested me. So mm.
1: that was one of the things that really freaked me out when I first put this on because one of the first scenes is Loki being taken in handcuffs to Odin. Yeah. And just in my head, you know, my initial reaction was like, wait, no. Last I saw him, he yeah. fell down into a- exactly. So watching Thor 1 and then Thor 2 is a weird experience. definitely is. Because you have it. to know what happens in Avengers and, you know, a couple of other films to really set up What's going on in this?
2: Well, that's what they were kind of figuring out with Phase 2. This is the beginning of Phase 2 after uh, Iron Man 3. Um, And that movie very much was a sequel to Avengers as well. Uh, That was all about Tony's PTSD, you know? Yeah. Um, So, yeah, they were kind of working more into the serialized aspect of of these films, which is
0: really cool. Yeah. Um, So, for The Dark World was directed by Alan Taylor. Um, so <laughs> Kenneth, Kenneth Browner didn't come back for this one. Um and Alan Taylor, um he did uh he did Genesis, didn't he? Terminated Genesis. Um Genesis. Game, Game of Thrones um, guy at the time. Game of Thrones guy, exactly. Yeah. Um so that's really why he got chosen and um, Yeah, Marvel was like swords fantasy, boom. Yeah, and I think you can really see that in this film. I think uh, Thor The Dark World taps into the fantasy aspect a lot more. Mm. And something that I wanted to talk about that we didn't talk about in uh, the first Thor movie is... It, to me at least, I feel like Asgard feels so different because mm-hmm. in Thor one it's golden, it's shiny, it's got this sheen to it, and in this one it's more browns, earthy tones, more stones. It feels like a place. Mm. Feels like a place. You feel like it's it's more got a fantasy aspect yeah. mm. rather but, than a space aspect.
1: And this is one of the things that I and we didn't really talk about this in um, in our first, you know, our Thor one review. Um, which is that it feels a little bit more Viking-y. Yes. Which is essentially what this is based off, like they're, they're Norse gods. Um, and I felt, while I understood it was largely because of budget constraints that they made everything look so shiny and, you know, in the first one, um, I, I did like that they kind of made it, as you said, a little bit more earthy because I feel like they're moving closer towards what the actual... Um, mythology mm, is mm. Um, not necessarily the comic book Thor but the the um, I want to say real life Thor but you know
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the one that
1: we find in, yeah. in Norse mythology
0: yeah I, I I really liked that I thought they doubled down on that and um, you know in, in, as well as that you know the, the bad guys in this are the dark elves so once again kind of enhancing that fantasy aspect that mm. I really liked mm. in this film yeah, well, you you say it
2: kind of focus a lot more on the fantasy, and I agree with that, but I feel like it really doubled down on the sci fi. Yeah, as well. like that's this is true. a really interesting that's mix of true. fantasy
0: and sci fi in a true. way that reminds me a lot of Star Wars. Honestly. Well, I mean, we might as well talk about it now. That spaceship flight through Asgard, mm. I was, I, I remember watching it this in the cinema and thinking, man, we're getting a Star Wars movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, this is great. Because yeah. that definitely felt like mm. so much homage to a a Star Wars space battle. So
1: they obviously upped the production design game on this. I mean, you see that not only as you said in kind of the settings, but also the, you know, the different ships mm. which are super cool. I love the the viking style floating ships that you get to see in this one. Um, this is this
2: is the biggest leap I think in any Marvel sequel. Like the the production design of this movie is sumptuous. Yeah. <laughs> like I I think it's amazing. Yeah. Um And I, yeah, more so than any, like, which is weird because Thor was like, you know, a modest success. It was funny that they, they just came in guns
0: blazing for this yeah. Thor
2: the Dark World, you know.
0: Yeah. But it's interesting how much Marvel seems to have learnt in the, the short two years between Thor 1 and Thor 2. Mm. I feel as though they just feel that much more confident. Um, yeah, well, they probably like they had more budget character. after Avengers, Maybe. you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and if you think about it, Avengers came out in 2012, so there's a lot of things that kind of had to sync up within a 24 month period mm. for this to work. Mm. Yeah. Um,
1: so I think um, I think we're all on board with the fact that this production wise looked significantly better. Yeah, um, and just a lot more interesting and, and a little less shiny.
0: Yeah, and Thor's um, look has obviously. Carried over from the Avengers, and he had that more like uh, longer hair. But he also had like
1: less armor, so he was wearing. A, there was a lot more variation. So yeah. when he's when he's hanging around Asgard, you get the sense that you know he's not he like it just kind of complemented the character. I think mm. that he wasn't always in armor. He yeah, wasn't always he in that has, cot, he like has, superhero. He has like a capey thing. like yeah. a, yeah. Like a thing that <laughs> it makes it look like he has a day off every day. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I, I really enjoyed that. um so yeah, production design, we're all on board with. One of the big problems that I had with um, the original, um, or it's not the original, the first one, which I will only touch on very briefly here, Ben, <laughs> it's okay, um, was the um, soundtrack. I uh, did not like the soundtrack for the first Thor. Yeah. This one, I thought was fine. It didn't, you know, it didn't leap out at me as at very good, but mm. it didn't leap out as me as anything that kind of made this movie suffer. So as far as I was concerned, it's fine.
2: I feel like I gotta gotta interject here and kind of qualify um, where I'm at with this movie. I don't want to save yeah. it to the end. I uh, this movie's kind of I think this movie's probably the punching bag of the MCU. Yeah.
0: Definitely. Um,
2: maybe this or Age of Ultron, but uh, I think probably more so this. Um, I I love this movie. This is like a, a personal ten out of ten for me, and I don't know why. I don't know how, but um, neither
1: do I. Actually, <laughs> I, I
2: I will fucking defend this movie. To, to my last breath Okay I don't know what it is I'll
1: give you the chance then Because we'll talk about One of the main Yeah so but I just want to
2: qualify that Because every point we bring up We're yeah. just going to have to Recognize that I'm going To sing its praises <laughs> Okay I, I'd like
0: um, to just,
1: no, just Let me carry on. A
0: question But can I just quickly Before you ask him something Can I just follow on From that being that I hated this movie In the cinema mm. I hated it I thought it was so weak mm. And I, it's really grown on me And I've seen it A bunch of times now mm. Um, at home and this viewing was really fantastic and I really enjoyed it. That's great. Okay, I'll I'll just
1: clarify then where I'm at. I'm very kind of like middle road with this. So I'm not kind of, I don't think it's great. Yeah. I don't think it's bad. Um, it's meh. Nah. Well, well, this, is, this is definitely a movie that I think you could take out of the MCU and it would not detract or add anything. Um, okay, I'm gonna get onto the question that I wanted to ask you mm-hmm. and, and you can start defending it. The intro... Um, to the Dark Elves. Mm-hmm. So the, the prologue. Mm. The prologue's so weird. How it's... do you feel about that? I love it. Okay. Having said that, how do you feel about the prologue 2.0 when Odin goes over everything that the audience already knows yeah. again? Um, I don't Defend know. Defend that, will you?
2: <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember feeling like it was redundant or anything. I, 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 I do remember my one thought, which almost approached a complaint, <laughs> which I don't really have about this movie was it like there's a lot of exposition in this film Yeah, there's a lot of saying what's happening and what happened and how it happens and mm-hmm. um, without ever really explaining anything necessarily but um, no I don't know I like the first one opened with Odin kind of talking over it and, yep. and this one yeah.
1: kind of brought that back I, love I think it's fine to have one or the other one of my big issues of this film is that it has both mm. and that's a massive waste of time mm.
0: I, I love the prologue in this I think it's so bizarre
1: before there was anything it was the ether. Yeah. Mm.
0: It was like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> if okay. you say so.
1: <laughs> I, look, I I love delving into mythology um, of these kind of universes. That's that's cool and everything. Mm. Um, but just just be concise. Like I hate clunky exposition. So if you're going to do it, just do it concisely.
0: Is there a lot of exposition in this that didn't really yeah. strike me? There's as quite a, a bit.
1: Yeah, I think
2: there's just a lot of kind of because there's a lot they have to cover with the, yeah. the elves and.
1: And the convergence and
2: yeah, everything and and all that. Yeah, stuff's happening. There's just a lot of scenes that are just people talking about like literally just kind of explaining the plot. Yeah. yeah. But I, I feel like they're presented in ways that are entertaining enough. Um, I, 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 f- I think what it is really is the just the design of this film because yeah. that, that opening... Seen, you know, it's from a story point of view, it's whatever I don't know, but I, the elves all look so cool They're and fantastic. Yeah, Christopher Eccleston's uh, the, yeah. as the main elf. Yeah, Malakith. Yeah, the the design of him, like he's often cited yeah. as like the most egregious waste of talent that the MCU has ever committed. But um oh, he looks so cool, and I like his performance. I like the language. Yeah, yeah. I like his just the sound of his voice. I'm a yeah. big Doctor Who fan, and hearing Christopher Eccleston yeah. talk again, that's enough for yeah. me.
1: I'm I'm down with his again production design and all that. Stuff I'm I'm so down with, but you know there's a, there's a couple of things that, particularly in the prologue, that just that that strike out at me as a little bit bizarre. First of all, I didn't quite like the battle scene. It looked a little bit too
0: CGI. But, but to be honest, the first thing that jumped out at me was how much of an improvement the CG yeah. was. From, yeah. The first one. Huge. Like I was That's like, fair. holy crap. I'm like he's, so he's much fighting, better. You know,
1: he's fighting CGI, you know, as guardians, and I'm like, uh. the, all right. There's a couple of mechanic issues that happen as well. I, I know I'm jumping around a lot, um, but these are things that I want to get out there before I forget them. I don't understand what's so bad about you know, they say it's gonna cover the universe in a second darkness. I don't understand what's so bad about that. Like, I don't understand what that means for any of these worlds. Like, it's just this very kind of- But you recognize that light is very important for, for life, right? Yes, but I don't quite, under, like, so why do the elves want it to be dark? Like, what's what's the motive for that apart from like, we just, like, obviously they, they're not the averse elves, to light. Though. Well, yeah, but that, that, that but, doesn't but explain but anything. They, like, that they, to me, that just doesn't make on, sense. On a
2: very basic level, I think it works- and it's just stated that they are from before the light, and they want to return the universe to mm. that. I think just looking at them, they're also pale, and like looks like their eyes are, they're, they're on their ships. Everything's like, so dark, which is really cool. Or, yeah, and they just want to get rid of the light, which I, would be I, death for everything else in the universe. Okay,
1: I kind of get that. It doesn't like, but as far as I'm concerned, there doesn't seem to be any huge disadvantage in living in the light for them, um, and they haven't really clarified exactly like if everything switches over to antimatter. There's no kind of definite saying like oh. You know, would that kill humans immediately? Would they then just have to survive without light? Um, I think it's pretty clear that dead,
2: everything would die. I, like it is. You look at the ether, yes. that
1: shit has that shit's angry. It is. But I just I, I felt like the mechanics
0: of that weren't. It just needed to be solidified a bit better. Yeah, I just you know what the I loaders, would have liked. I would have liked maybe more exposition. Little-
1: different <laughs> exposition. I would have liked maybe even a, a religious tone to it where the elves were doing it out of some kind of crusade or something like, just something that kind of explained the motive yeah. of these elves as opposed to just this kind of elves like, elves want darkness. Mm. And that, I, like, that's I thought in a movie that character.
2: had what we have said to be too much exposition, I thought it was kind of deft where it was just really simple. Um, it says, you know, the elves existed before everything else unchallenged. Then the light came and- uh everything mm. else happened. Yeah, know, like, so
1: I'm I'm just yeah, I'm not 100% very, very with that.
2: simple Star yeah. Warsy light and dark stuff, you know.
1: Another one of the mechanical issues is if all they need to do is send down the rainbow bridge to steal the ether from them? Why is it like they it just seems like an absurdly easy way to defeat them? Yeah, I mean, like, I I I'm He just went like, "Oh, it's it we ripped it from their grasp."
0: I'll leave that to you, Benny, because I want to kind of talk about the plot in general. Mm. Because I Yeah.
1: Look, I know that these are very kind of picky things and as you said, it is the punching bag for the MCU. But they're they're just little things that kind of drew me out of the main plot and kind of thought made me think, you know, it's just not it feels too convoluted. I
0: couldn't tell you what the plot is in this movie. And to be honest, I didn't really care. Like, Yeah, I'm so in it that I just, I don't have time to The nitpick. convergence and all that stuff. It really, I just, I didn't even think to try and like unravel it. It, oh, was, yeah. just like, mm. it was just like, it was the movie kind of just happened. And if you ask me now to tell you what was going on, mm. pff, I mm. couldn't tell you.
1: See, I would have preferred for them to simplify some of the mechanics and plot of this film. Yeah. Like it, it feels weird because I'm asking for more depth in certain areas and less yeah you know less no, complexity know in mean. others um, but yeah I, I think the whole convergence thing I, I think the whole like gravitational uh, sciency stuff that, the kind of features on earth it's just a bit much and it requires a little bit too much explanation and all that kind of stuff I think that could have been simplified um, and have a little bit more of a not a generic plot but just a little bit, hmm. bit more of a
0: I didn't mind that. A less
1: convoluted
0: plot. I quite like that but It reminded me of the Animatrix because there's a story in the Animatrix where they're pretty much exactly the same things like these kids are ha- mm-hmm. hanging out in this abandoned old building and there's some weird shit going on with some mm, yeah. you know, portals and other weird
2: dimensions and stuff. Yeah, I kind of like just the grand as- abstractness of it. It's just like the... The universe is kind of fucking up right now, and Thor just needs to sort it out. It's like yeah. you know, you call in a
1: guy to fix your computer. You don't need to know what's wrong with it exactly. <laughs> just
2: he, he knows. It. Yeah, just sort it yeah. out, please.
1: But no. one other, one other right, mechanical go. issue. <laughs> um, and this, this is particularly annoying because we've all maintained that you have to, especially watching like a, a Marvel movie, you have to have a certain you know disbelief or a you know suspension of dis- suspension of disbelief. Suspension of disbelief. It's Thank the you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have to have a certain suspension of disbelief. Um, you know, I always cite Iron Man as being like, you know, if it was real physics, he'd just turn into a puddle. Um, and I think if you play within the rules that you set, you're fine. The ships that get that that attack Asgard in parts apparently seem indestructible. Mm. In other parts, seem like paper thin. Mm. And I'm I'm ju- I just I wanted a little bit more you know, continuity with that. Like, I just wanted so to- So
2: you, you, for example, you'd have the, the blade chips, which I think are fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. so really cool. cool design. So when it's flying through and knocking down all the pillars and it's just not not taking any damage.
1: Yeah, things yeah. like
2: that. And on the reverse end.
1: Heimdall, like, has a little dagger that mm. apparently destroys an entire- Oh, yeah, yeah. that was weird. That um,
0: I kind of loved it, though. I, oh, no, I, I
1: <laughs> loved it. I, it was such a cool moment for Heimdall, but, like, just- Yeah. There I, seems th- to be some- I my, think
2: that's a very easy- explanation though of just Heimdall's band-a- badassery yeah. and, and and like I, I thought it made it pretty clear like he was attacking a weak point on the ship yeah. Um, like he throws a thing in and it, the smoke all yeah, comes out but and, I
0: agree I, I cracked up in that bit yeah. I was e- equally like um, excited and impressed and like what the fuck yeah. I yeah. thought it was so worth it for just that yeah. moment of Heimdall just like yeah. running up yeah. the bridge yeah. and then like <laughs> leaping on yeah.
2: it yeah. Like, on this invisible ship fucking awesome
1: and then I know I said that I was going to only pick on one more but there's also the issue of you, you finally get one ship that makes it in, right? Mm. And that happens to be the one with the big bad guy on it? Like, that never made sense to me either. Like, you, they're just throwing bodies at this thing, and the one one that makes it in also happens to be the one with Malekith in it. Did that never bother you? Like, that... that like I honestly I'd, don't even... I remember when he, like, walks out and, like, the elves somehow, like, just destroy an entire room full of Asgardian guards, which... I guess fine. Maybe they're just really good at their job, but that also happens to be the ship that makes it through everything. That happened to have the the king of the elves on it. Maybe, and maybe not to be destroyed. There is a Malachith on every ship. Well, that, 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 that's what I'm thinking. Like, <laughs> I was like, how does that work? I don't. It's such a small thing to get like petty about, but at the same time, as soon as I saw I mean, it, that I was, was like, that was like what? the
2: last ship to come in. I, I mean, feel we like that a million times before.
1: I I know, but like just if you've got a bunch of little things, mm. they tend to stack up yeah, and they tend to like, it. it it's almost like this kind of s- secular, you know, the more that gets stacked up, the more you're looking out for little things yeah. that bother yeah, you. No, I and get then that. it just kind of spirals I get that. out of control.
0: Yes. It just never really bothered me. I, I, I think the film, the weakness of the film for me is just kind of like, not really having that much intent or purpose to what's going on. Like, mm. I didn't really know what the ether does. I don't really know what the convergence is. I don't really know what Malachith wants. I don't really know what's going on. But mm. on the whole, it's all holding together quite nicely, and, and it's a good story. Now, yeah.
2: I'd like to know what, what you guys think because I agree that we don't really know exactly what the ether does. I think it's the the power stone.
0: I think
1: it's in, one of the Infinity as, Stones. Yeah, right. yeah, I think, and it's it the turns things one. into antimatter. I don't know whatever. Um
2: so I think this is the best handling of an infinity stone in one of these films. And no that's not a high bar, but oh. I I'd, I'd like to know what you think of that.
0: What other infinity stones have been You, guys, you got at the this Tesseract. Yeah, yeah. which I like is that. Which, which, a Mind Stone? I think <laughs> I think Tesseract is above this one for me. I I cuz you know you, you have a beef
2: you have a beef with I have Avengers one. A single beef. I uh yeah, yeah, I guess I got a lot of beefs. But um <laughs> Oh yeah, I just don't think the Tesseract is really ever all that well defined mm. or just used all that interestingly. Um there's the soul gem, I guess, which is I think in Loki's spear and then is used to create vision, which again it's never really spelt out exactly. Oh right, that's right. How that yeah. goes. There's the um whichever one is in Guardians, yeah, which does something. Like I think that's at do, least do you know as what, ill-defined as this one. Do you but, know
1: what all the Infinity Stones are?
2: Oh, not off the top of my head. I think it's one we haven't even seen yet. But um, there's at least one that we haven't. All
1: right, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at this.
2: Just there's um, I think it's, talking about Guardians, I think that movie commits a lot of the sins that this one does um, to the same degree. You know, Ronan the Accuser, I don't think is any better than. Malekith
0: but, but Ronan's not as interesting for me I find <laughs> yeah. Malekith extremely interesting purely yeah. probably just what we've been harping on about it's the design yeah
1: okay um, it's funny how Guardians never copped any of the flack uh, for that I think it's starting to get it now alright yeah. the Infinity Stones are the Tesseract aka the Space Gem mm. portals <laughs> um, portals is that what it does alright cool um, ether aka the Reality Gem reality so power is um, Guardians uh, the orb aka Guardians, power gem yeah. um, the scepter aka the mind gem that's low that's yeah. Thing, yeah, the eye of Agamotto we've um, seen that the time, time gem
2: yeah that's what's that in that's Doctor Strange and Doctor then, Strange yeah uh,
1: the soul gem which is yet to be
2: revealed yeah, in the MCU right, yeah. so that's the one we haven't seen which but is the one the Vision Fox has before. in his head no a that's mind a mind stone. gem which I think should be the soul one but whatever it doesn't matter oh okay <laughs>
1: um, so do, do you know what each of these do do a
0: thing well, Yeah But you know what I well, like I, do I don't want to know what In the me, films yes, I, I think like, the Infinity Stones Need to have like This sort of air Of otherworldliness So if it doesn't If it isn't defined What it actually is That's great for mm. me Because I don't want it to be like This is what this does It's like this Otherworldly object mm. Who the What the fuck is this For the, for the reality yeah.
2: stone In particular I think that one Should be the most abstract And yep. I, I kind of like that For the ether That it's just like This fucking force Yeah This evil Or something
0: Yeah I mean, we've kind of... I think the Thor 1 review was a lot more. We sort of structured that. And this one seems to be a little more um, in flux. Or, or, you know, there's a lot of stuff to cover with this because it's...
1: That might be partly my fault. I kind of... I did jump around you quite did, a bit. You really
0: <laughs> hijacked the thing. And it is... It returns... This film is... It's non-linear in the way <clears throat> it returns to um, certain locations. So, mm. for example... Um, we were referencing in London in this film where you go to where the kids are in that abandoned building. They go back to that a bunch of times in this. Mm -hmm. There's that um, location on, um, is it the dark elf planet with the green sand? Like they go back to that a bunch of times. I think that is the titular dark world. So, you know, like it it doesn't have the same sort of linearity and it kind of jumps around. When I think of the film in my mind, I don't sort of have this very clear sort Mm. of, beginning middle and end which Mm. thor
1: one definitely had it definitely did very much more a simple
0: yeah yeah. and and this one you know it kind of just sort of unfolds and um i don't know it's an interesting aspect of the film i
2: just, just something's come to mind which i don't want to forget because it's the line of the movie that made me laugh more than anything and i was laughing out loud i think in this film more than uh any other mcu film i've watched in recent memory uh, not by not by a lot because there's been a lot of funny ones recently. But um, I don't know. The humor in this movie holds up so well. It's just kind of a conversational humor. that I. D- but just just the, the line when they go through the portal at the end or just before they go through the portal at the end um, and Thor's like, why are there so many shoes in here? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just laughed out loud. I, uh, just such a tiny little throwaway line. Yeah, yeah.
1: But yeah, I think we should talk about the humor in this movie. Does, that, does it work for you guys? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I, I think it's it doesn't jump out to me as one of the funniest films in the mcu mm. um probably not quite as impactful as it was for you because mm. because um, i watched guardians recently and the humor did not hold up to the same degree
2: whatsoever and i think maybe that's just because of how popular that movie is and how quoted it is yeah and it kind of felt a little little older and especially after watching the second one i think where they Drax kind of bring a lot of
1: stuff back still has like the 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 um Top spot, for just the best, yeah. yeah. Funny character,
2: but uh, and then when you take away the humor from that movie, um, it becomes fairly average in the Marvel scheme of things. But uh, but this one, uh, man, I was just laughing my ass off. Um, I don't remember laughing like, that
0: much in this one. Yeah. like
1: the Chris O'Dowd scene, <laughs> Chris oh, Chris good. O'Dowd. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He was freaking hilarious. The yeah. photocopy <laughs> scene. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I made want to watch Bridesmaids again because he plays pretty much exactly the same character in that movie. Yeah.
1: Are you a fan of the IT crowd?
0: <laughs> yeah, I've seen bits and pieces. Yeah. I yeah. absolutely love him
1: in that. Um yeah, so I, I I don't know if I'd call it like the funniest. It, it, none of the Thor films have really stood out to me as being very funny. Um I think that's in probably direct contrast to what you've um stated. Um yeah, because I've, I've found them more dramas than they are comedies.
2: So at the end when we have um, we have Jane Foster, Darcy, uh, Eric Selvig, and Ian Link's, sitting at uh, the table eating cereal, I'm like, my God, I would watch that fucking show. Like, I, I want to <laughs> see that because I, I love all of them. I love Ian in this. Like, I think he's so funny. Just the bit where he throws the keys in the portal yeah. and they don't come back. <laughs> it's like, were those the car keys? <laughs> just kind of like, <laughs>
1: fuck, I love it. Um. yeah. Do you guys like Stone Star Scar's Garden this? Oh
2: my fucking god. He? I he's love running, running him around So age. much. Yes, naked. Oh my god. And then they go back to it in the freeze frame on his face. <laughs> yeah. Holy
1: shit. Do You yeah. know what I will say? The I think the funniest part of this entire film and and it does hold up in the entire MCU as well. In, in addition to him running around naked, which is hilarious, yeah. is him him asking about whether Loki's coming yeah. with yeah. Thor. Yeah. Oh, thank god. <laughs> I mean, oh, I'm so sorry. So sorry. <laughs> and then later in that scene
2: he's like <laughs> I better get my pants <laughs> yeah. I think
1: uh, Legitimately I think he's probably um, The comic relief in this Almost yeah. more than Cat Dennings Yeah I think he's um, fantastic he's and, so it, and
0: it weaves perfectly Into the Avengers Because that's how you would be Yeah, god uh, yeah. You say he references it When the gods
2: God in, in my mind. brain yeah. yeah I like how fucked up he is And and the the Mew Mew um, Callback yeah. I enjoyed Mew <laughs> <laughs> Mew <Miu Miu. laughs> When they're just saying Each other's names <laughs> And it flies by He's like Mew Mew <laughs>
1: Uh, just another character that we haven't talked about, and that I do want to sh- uh, shout out to, is Um, uh, Frigga. um Frigga, yeah, Odin's she's great wife. in this movie. So, Who's that? I, uh, the Odin's wife, Thor's, oh yeah, Thor's yeah, mother, yeah, who yeah. you would not even remember
2: being in the first no. film. Yeah, not so she's yeah, very she's been a couple kind of with Loki, but yeah.
1: So. But I think she plays such a cool part in this one. Yeah. Um So not not only for the, like uh, there's the obvious part about her just being a badass with a sword, which mm. I fucking loved. Yeah. Um, She's kicking Malekith's ass. I know. It's it, that's. I think that's what makes if she if Malakite had just gone in and and killed her, mm. I think that would have been tragic. Mm. But I think there's something about the fact that you know she was competent and she was important that really made the following scenes that much more impactful. Mm. But um, but just you know her interaction with Loki mm. and that and actually giving him. It was just an entirely new depth to that character. Well, it was a cool little building really on the important.
2: first one where where you know Thor and Odin have this relationship and Loki's just a real mummy's boy. yeah, yeah. and it really builds on that and um her her funeral scene oh. not a word spoken. I think it's beautiful the the music that plays over
1: that. if it, you want it, good soundtrack that actually engages you, mm, that's it. And just the look on Odin's face and the I think the, it's one of the
2: most emotional scenes in the MCU. Yep, it's one of the few deaths that actually lasted. Mm-hmm. um and then you know when like when the guy goes down and tells loki about it and he just stands there and just like sends that little shock wave out it's yeah like, and when when thor comes down finally to see him and he he pulls back the veneer and shows that he's actually just lying there the room is destroyed
1: it's moments like that beautiful is what makes that movie like what for me what saves that film mm. those are are truly the character moments yeah
2: that's that's what this movie yeah. is
1: um, and that's why, and it's the same thing with the first Thor. Those moments of character development and interaction, particularly with Loki and and, and Thor, those are moments I really like. Um, particularly, you know, Loki's death scene in this is is really impactful. Yeah, mm. I, I yeah, I
2: gotta say, I this is one of those movies that I just everything is thrown out. I I take like I just go for it, hook, line, and sinker. Like I remember watching this in the cinema, and when he's like when he tackles um Jane Foster out of the way and is getting sucked into that portal, I was like. Oh my God! They're killing Loki <laughs> <laughs> so, because I thought that it was, that was it. like that was it. That was, I'm like that makes so a lot of sense that they would get rid of him at this point. And I was like, <gasps> and yeah. then, and then, and it felt like three minutes. The two seconds he's flying towards that, and then when he, then they actually kill him, you know, sort of. Yeah. Um, I was like, <gasps> <Yeah. laughs> and everybody's like. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, I am was yeah. like Oh my god This is a beautiful end to him And it's okay But I'm still No no Caleb yeah. And then he survives anyway So I just, I just get everything I want You know? Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. <is> so good
0: <laughs> What has he appeared in After this In between this and Ragnarok Nothing Nothing okay Yeah
2: we've been on that cliffhanger For years wow. Of him sitting on the throne I remember <laughs> when that movie ended I'm like Fuck we are not gonna get A resolution to this for years Wow Um, It but, feels like he it, hasn't
0: been It feels like he's been present For the past four years It doesn't feel like Loki In has my not heart been... always Yeah
1: <laughs> But do you know what it is one of the things that's kind of annoyed me is that obviously in the trailers for Thor Ragnarok, he seems to be on this planet as Loki and almost down on his luck, mm. which means that there's entirely, like there's an entire chance that they will just one line explain how he's no longer the king of Asgard mm, and, and that will be that, and which will be so frustrating because that could have been such a cool plot.
2: Well, you know, you know what's really interesting is rewatching this film because we've all been so caught up in the hype for Ragnarok. I, I watched this movie, and as I said, I fucking love it to death. And I was like, I'm never going to get the sequel to this film. Nope, that I want. And uh, you know, hopefully Ragnarok's really great, but it's it's not going to be what I wanted when this movie ended in in twenty whatever.
1: Yeah.
0: It's definitely, you know, if you sort of categorize Thor 1 as um, sort of like space fantasy kind of thing, this one's definitely tapping into the fantasy more and it seems that Ragnarok's really doubling down on the sci-fi. And the comedy. Yeah, yeah. and the comedy, yeah. But there's a, I, I, I like that non-linearity to the Thor, mm. the, the, the trilogy. Mm. I like that they've developed and I like that they've changed um and everyone who's contributed has kind of brought in their own flavor mm. which is really interesting yeah uh, is there anything else you guys want to talk about with Thor two? um
1: i'm just looking through uh we we mentioned Sif in our last review of Thor 1 um i like how she had a little bit more involvement in the plot in this one um i would have liked to see a little bit more follow up with her mm. she kind of dropped off about halfway um as most as did like all the warrior 3 guys um I really enjoyed them in this
2: film though. Again, same as the first, like they're barely there, but the, what is there I feel like is, is was, well utilized. I was
1: far more accepting of them in this one than I was mm. in the last one.
2: Like I, I love the little montage plan scene where they just yeah. keep threatening to kill Loki. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, well, apparently there'll be a line.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah no, I, 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 I'm happy to give kind of final impressions. I, I'm almost certain that there's a, a lot of this film that we forgot to mention and that we haven't really discussed. As I said, probably of course, you know, partly my fault for one. for running around this so much.
0: Um I think I think the the main thing that I really wanted to highlight was the the fact that this I guess it really I should know this because I've seen every Marvel movie. Mm. I should know this intrinsically, but it was very jarring putting on Thor 1 and then the Dark World and having that jump. Mm. And it really sort of made me realize that every film is a direct sequel to the next one in Mm. some shape or form. So
1: can you imagine being probably around, I don't know what age you would be when you start watching Marvel films, let's say like 12 or 13, I guess, maybe.
0: Well, even Um,
1: eight, like six, eight years old. Um, I mean, there's some, at at any rate, can you imagine kind of coming to that age now and seeing things like Thor Ragnarok and all this stuff that you would want to see and then someone would have to sit you down and be like, well, this is, you're not going to be able to do that because you can't even just go and watch Thor one and Thor two. Cause that wouldn't make sense. Yeah. You can't just watch that. You would have to go right back in order to watch Thor Ragnarok. Just that th- this one film, you would go have to go back and watch probably about 20 films because they all add. It's a
2: lot more movies than it is. I the can't MCU. even remember. How, how many are in the MCU?
1: 13? Uh, 14? Yeah. Something like that. I was five off, whatever. Um, but you'd have to go watch all those films yeah, so which is like an entire five. day's worth of yeah, so five which ones would you have to watch in order for this to make sense uh, Two Thors,
2: Thor Ragnarok oh Two Thor, Thor
0: Ragnarok Thors, Two
2: Thors Two Avengers and uh, Thor
0: Ragnarok What about Guardians? Iron Man at all to tap into some Guardians because uh, Avengers
1: wouldn't make sense without watching Captain America or, um, or uh, Iron oh, Man oh
2: yeah if you want to take it that way I guess <laughs> And like, I was thinking more like you just watched the Thor scenes yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: But yeah, like in, in order to, cause no single film has a direct that there's no single film that you can watch out of order without having to mm. get some kind of information from something else. I'd like to so-
2: talk to a more casual viewer at some point and see how they feel about these movies. Like, cause you know, someone who watches like half, roughly half of them or something like, yeah. I wonder what that experience is like for them. It must, I think, it must be, yeah. be
0: interesting and fun. Look, if, if you're would someone a lot that- less like thinking about the details like we do. It'd be like, mm. oh yeah, it was yeah. thought, it was cool. Yeah. I, I would like, if if
1: there's anyone watching or listening, and I can't imagine that there is anyone that's listening that hasn't watched all the, you know, if you're gonna go to the trouble of watching a Thor Thor (laughs) 2 retro review. Um, Big Thor If there's anyone that happens to have not seen all the Marvel films, um, give us a shout on Facebook or something. Give us your opinion on what you, um, what watching these films is like because I don't think that there's a comparable franchise out there like this Mm. that, you know that there, you know that there isn't a. I'm just trying. Can you guys think of any other kind of franchise that you'd need to watch in this way? Well, there's, there's no because
2: the, so many... the MCU is several different franchises well, that yeah, are all exactly. interlinked. So yeah, there's, there's nothing like and it. And
0: there's so many franchises trying to do the cinematic universe thing that Marvel has done, but they keep failing. Mm. I mean, DC is a classic example. So there's not many that are like this. It's a unique scenario, and I think that's what makes it so interesting. This
1: is really bugging me. I'm trying to think if there's anything like a shared universe out there
2: when i was watching uh, civil war the other day i watched it directly after this because i was so hyped up by this film i needed to get some more <laughs> um I, I did have the the thought because it never occurred to me all the times i saw it in the cinema when you see black panther first show up you don't i feel like you don't necessarily have any idea who that character is yeah. like like you've seen t'challa and t'chaka um but i there's not a really explicit. Point where it's like you this see Black like Panther you and you're yeah. like, yeah, this is the guy. So, like most people could probably intuit it, I'm sure. Yeah. But it's almost like a twist when he takes his helmet off. and It's like, oh, it's that guy from before. Yeah. Because you know, me going in, I'm, I know every little bit yeah, already. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, but yeah, I, that would also be really interesting.
1: This is one of those moments where you kind of regret seeing trailers and and understanding that you know backstories to the these films. I think that would be a genuinely awesome moment in watching yeah. that film to mm. to kind of realize. Oh, know, wait. that's who that is. I yeah. don't
2: know, man. I, don't, I feel like people probably can't keep up with some of these like Avengers and Civil War yeah. stuff. Like when Spider-Man shows up, they would be so it'd take you. How much would it take you out? Where you'd be like, "No, Why isn't is he Spider-Man? Andrew Garfield? What's yeah, happening?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: there's one more thing I want to talk about um, from my from my end was um, something that you touched upon earlier, Benny was Alan Taylor, the director. Mm. Um, I I evidently had a terrible time on this production. Mm. Well, um, well, on shooting, he see, he you know, shooting the film, it was, it was his movie. He really was able to do what he wanted to do. But yeah. when it went to post production, evidently that's when it got manhandled, and it was it turned into a Marvel film. It he mm. had very little to do with it.
2: Yeah, but but just also interestingly, um. What is her name? Wonder Woman. She was going to direct this. Patty Jenkins. Oh, really? She oh, was yeah, that? She, yeah, from um, Gal Yeah, she was originally on board for this. Oh, yeah. And um, probably a sign of what clearly happened to Alan Taylor. Uh, things just didn't work out and she bailed. Yeah. Which was a huge move for her because as we've discussed before, she hadn't made a movie since Monster whenever that was. And this was a huge, big blockbuster that she was taking. And she was like, I think I've read the quote from her which is just like it was better to just walk away and not make this movie at all than yeah. to make something that wasn't her uh, her vision.
0: I think it's so interesting to think of that model of making a movie, you know, let the director do what they do on set, work mm. with the actors, do all that. And then we're going to take over and we're going to shape it into Mm -hmm. in the edit suite. I think it's really interesting because um, it's something we see a lot more these days, particularly with Lucasfilm. We've seen all this. Mm -hmm. We talked about all the stuff with um, Rogue One. Um, But I I, I don't know. It was just a very sort of, I felt sad for Alan Taylor in a lot of ways. I Mm -hmm. I felt like his film sort of got taken from his
2: grasp. This is no. one of those movies like Age of Ultron, where I actually want to reach out to the the director and say, "Hey, I really like your movie." But then it's one of those things like you don't know how much of it is their movie, uh, and I'm really conflicted on this one because I really love this movie, but um, I don't know. Was it just completely stolen from the director, and and would it have been better if he made his version? Yeah. And I always think
1: that it's it's a little bit of a not a Catch Twenty Two, but it's it's hard to say because there's some directors where you feel like if you gave them car like it would just would turn mean? into, <laughs> yeah. it means a blank check. Ah. Um, it would just turn into a fucking muddled mess. Mm. And and you feel Some like people need to be reined in. Exactly. And then the other certain circumstances where you're like, can the studio just piss off yeah. because we'd love to see the director's vision for this. And I yeah. think that, you know, it's, it's hard it's tough to, to say know, when, when the studio should jump in and mm. when they should just let them- I agree. Um, do their thing and 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 once they do make that decision you never know what it could have been yeah and that's always frustrating like if the studio comes in and it's shit the director can always say oh if they just left it with me it'd be fine yeah Mm -hmm. but just as likely that the studio took it from being a complete disaster to less of a disaster exactly you never really know yeah i like so i get you like you never know how much of it is theirs you never know what it could have been
2: yeah and i know i'm alone on this one but i just can't imagine if this a version of this movie that I like more than, than I already do. Yeah. So that's why I'm so conflicted on it.
0: Where's this in your Marvel movies sort of list?
2: It's top five, man, top what, ten. Watching it again, I was like, man, I love this. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, Which is actually interesting because you've made the comment before that when you watch an older one, they actually go lower on your list.
2: Generally, they they do. Thor, mm. I think, did. I, I put off rewatching that one for a long time because I did a big rewatch before Civil War. Most of the movies, I didn't do that one, um, but this one. Yeah, I just kind of solidified, especially after some of the other ones more recently where I've been like, they've gone down a bit. I would, uh, I don't know. I like in, in confidence in a quiet room where I'm not being judged, I would probably put this at number one as in like a six-way tie, which I know is a <laughs> big tie. But, but, that's, but that's, you know, with Marvel movies, when, when they're my favorite, they're like 100% for me. And I think this might be in that group with, uh, you know, Ant-Man and Winter Soldier and stuff.
0: yeah. Um, I know I said my last point was my last one, but I've got to bring <laughs> something else up that kind of ties into what we were talking about before was there's a point at the end of this movie where um, Malekith is in London and the convergence is going down. Hmm. And I had one of those like... Why the fuck doesn't Thor just call up the Avengers moments, you know? <laughs> I had one of those mm. and and it's an, it's it's another thing that they have to navigate with these films. It's a complex issue with the MCU. Mm. But it really kind of reared its head to me and I was like, "Oh, yeah, this this seems like a very quick fix." That's you know? that's and it's it's one of those ones that you can, it's it's almost lazy to go back to that argument. Just let the film do what it's doing. Like yeah. it's there's a reason why it's the Thor film. It's not an Avengers film. Just let it happen. But at the same time, it's like,
2: Whoa. but but I find that much less in this film than any other Phase Two film because yeah? Thor, because Thor was you know his experience with the Avengers was literally just in that film he showed up somehow we don't know how and then I then, believe they did explain it. Oh, yeah, he, Dark energy, dark, wasn't it? Dark, dark, dark energy, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then he went back at the end. Like, would, would he even have anyone's number?
0: <laughs> like, yeah, how would he line... even get it?
2: Whereas in Iron Man 3, you know, why doesn't he call up some people? Whereas in Winter Soldier, why doesn't he call up Tony? This one, like, he, I, he probably considers them so far beneath him as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, why would he
1: bother? Like, Hawkeye, I need some help. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah. Dial him in, dial him in. <laughs> and I, I mean, this one also feels like the only time that he's really at, in, at Earth is that last scene. Yeah. So I can mm-hmm. excuse that because you know he went pretty much straight from, um, I'm trying to remember how it worked out. He went straight from um, getting back from the elf world to essentially attacking him. So there's not a lot of, like there's not an awful lot of time for him to assemble the Avengers. Whereas in something like, as you said, like Civil, or not Civil War, um, Winter Soldier, he's got the entire film that he could have reached out to Tony really quite He doesn't like Tony.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, or anyone, really. And then that, that's really when, you know, that argument kind of has a little bit more weight to it. Mm. Whereas in this one, you can kind of just see him, you know, doing his thing. Yeah. While we're
2: talking about try. it, I do just want to give time to the climax. I remember the first time I watched this thinking, just loving how inventive it was with the portals. And, you know, them just, like, it's just so- the limbs. They have no control over this fight. Like the portals, they can't even see them. Like just keep falling through them. Yeah. And I love how- Mjolnir is just flying back and forth. Like, yeah. I think that's so yeah. clever. Like, yeah. like, suddenly, like, he tries to call it and suddenly he's off on some far yeah, planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And is just like, fuck, i got to bail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> flies off in his and then keeps uh, flying back. And I then, did then like he ends that. up, he has to get on the train. It's yeah. <laughs> such I a cute like moment that. as well. Yeah. I, I like love that ending fight.
0: I didn't quite, I think they could have pushed it a little bit more with them falling through the portals. I, I can sort of see in my head, like, the, the camera of them, the camera angle of them, like, falling mm. through and... I don't know, I'm not explaining that well, but I know um, what you mean, but uh, I can picture it. Yeah. Um, I think they could have pushed it twenty five percent further because Mm -hmm. the the one thing that I think is weak between both four films is the climax. The climax feels very weak. The twenty minutes is sort of like, yep, cool, we're going through this part and we're waiting for I didn't feel that
1: with Thor one. I felt I I felt that with Thor two though.
0: I felt that um, with with both.
1: Mm. Um I think it's one of my favorite. Like final battles, I, I love uh, them falling off that uh, the building in London, where you see from the. It's such a simple joke, but I still love it. Is that sliding sing, down the glass? Yeah, it's sliding <laughs> down the glass, and then just that one scene where they're like, ah, you just get, it's it's not a loud yell. It's just yeah. kind of like oh, that yeah, is, yeah, it happens, yeah, yeah. and you're like, oh, yeah. what was that? That yeah. that kind of simple humor I enjoy. Hmm. Um, but so yeah, I think that that's our review. As I said, yeah. we probably missed a whole shit ton of things that yeah. could have mentioned.
0: Um, but how do you guys what do you prefer out of Thor 1 and 2 and what are you guys expecting for Ragnarok
1: I think that production wise um, Thor 2 beats out Thor 1 I think story wise and you know kind of potential Thor 1 beats it I think it's just a little bit more of a concise and um, contained story which yeah. I like
2: Thor two's is my fave out of the out of the 2 um, in just about every way I think that that Loki storyline in the first one just can't be beat but um I think they build on everything else fantastically. Um, Ragnarok, I'm expecting to be disappointed, honestly. I'm kind of gearing up for it because just I've said this the whole time we've been talking about Ragnarok. Everyone is so on board with this film. Yeah. The marketing's been it so great. Dangerous. It reminds me of Guardians 2 a lot where everyone's like, yeah, this is the best thing in the world. And then you watch it and it's like, it wasn't the best thing in the world. It was yeah. good wasn't the yeah. best thing in the world. Why were we thinking that? Yeah, <laughs> And uh, yeah, I, there's a lot of things. Just watching this one again, I just love so much of it. And I, I think it's going to be a very different film. Yeah. But Definitely. I'm very excited for it. I, I just cannot wait at the same time. Yeah.
0: I, I'm with you, Benny. I think uh, Thor 2 beats Thor 1. But mm. I think you're right, Connor. I, I like the contained story. I think Thor has a much more defined arc in the first one. And it's a little more satisfying. mm Um, this one I think kind of like our review it's a little more scattered there's a lot more things going on it's not really like a defined trajectory so it's a little more a bit more difficult to pick apart which is why I think uh, our two reviews have gone down a little bit differently but um, I think I really like both Thor movies I really like them Um, and uh, for Ragnarok uh, it's interesting to hear that Benny because I saw the um, uh, Somewhere I saw Hunt for the Wilder people I, I saw just the poster And I was like Fuck man Taiko Waititi He is such a fucking dude I, He's such a dude <laughs> I hope I hope that he nails it For um Ragnarok Because hmm. I'm anticipating this So
2: 98% yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes With 47 reviews Yeah That's, um, I think I think that All of the reviews are Like pretty good Like then, but then you know.
1: Again, this is always the amazing. danger of yeah. Rotten tomatoes because everyone's averagely good or positive, yeah. mm. and
0: that that creates a hundred percent review. Yeah. So, like
1: that's that's all that means. So, obviously, there was one guy that didn't like it, but they're, it they're not film.
0: saying it's
2: exceptional. Well, I, yeah, I'm saying it's, seeing it's I'm saying it's very funny, which kind of gets everyone on board, you know. Yeah. Okay. Um. It, it, there's the last thing I want to say about Thor: The Dark World second last thing because man I just want to say that's such a generic title isn't it the yeah. dark world what does that mean yeah. um, but uh, I, th- this movie was like right in the midst of my highest Marvel pinnacle hype point I think because this was Iron Man 3 which I loved to death and there was this then there was Winter Soldier then there was Guardians I mean that's phase two man what a what a fucking period What a time yeah I mean those first two movies are very much more divisive but
1: uh yeah
2: what a what a run
1: what a runner for yeah so uh, looking forward to Ragnarok oh, I, I am I think that um, to be honest I think this will be the first Thor film that I'm 100 percent on board with Ooh, you are setting yourself up for failure I there know. it's a very dangerous thing <laughs> to have but mm. I have it anyway so
0: well we'll know next week because we'll be recording our review <sighs> yeah so uh, tune in for that it's going to be fun I'm really excited for that I I yeah. I, I think there's going to be a lot to discuss. hmm mm. Yeah, we'll be back next week with the boys Connor. Bye. And Benny. Say you're... And George. Hey. Bye. Ah! <laughs>